0: Tell me what the hell are you scared of when in the end the Where's the love? Right here on this podcast. Welcome, welcome, to, welcome to Love to Drop, 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 where your host and One Love Ambassadors, Charles and Diane, will share love, hope, and inspirational topics taken from their journey and world events. We will also include on-location recordings, and special pop-up guests from cool places all around the world so sit back relax and enjoy, enjoy the show the never love love never All right, welcome to the show. I am so excited to bring on a guest that I connected with in LinkedIn. So yes, LinkedIn really makes real connections. And this young lady and I have just had the best time getting to know each other. I actually did her podcast today, earlier, And she'll tell you more about that uh, when I bring her on to the mic, but it was a really fun time. And so without further ado, I want to thank you, Jackie Scully, for
1: your yes, and the mic is yours. Thank you so much, Diane. And it was such a pleasure to have you on uh, my podcast as well today. So this has been so much fun to share our stories with one another. Um, My name is Jackie Scully. I am a teacher. I'm a podcaster. Uh, My podcast is called The Teacher's Story. I'm soon to be author. My first book will be coming out, which we'll be talking about in a little bit called The Guided Teacher. And most importantly, I'm I'm just someone who believes in community, and I believe in connections and wanting to help all of each other lift each other up. And so LinkedIn has been a great space for that. Uh, I just am blown away all the time with all the connections I've made on LinkedIn. I'm originally from Pennsylvania. I currently live in New Jersey, in southern New Jersey, and I teach at a Quaker school. And I've taught in many different places. Um, I taught in Hawaii in my first year's teaching. I taught in a summer camp in China and up and down the Northeast area. So I've been in public, private, charter, online spaces for uh, education. So various backgrounds. And that's why I feel like at my um, age I am now in my 40s, I. I have a story to share and to tell and not just to, to share it because of my own healing and my wanting to share my own voice, but to hopefully inspire other people to share their stories. So thank you for having me on today. I love Love Drops.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And yes, your story has definitely inspired me, Jackie. And I know that this book is not only needed, but it will be well received and trust and believe we'll do our part to get that word out. So with that, what inspired
1: you to write a book? Thank you so much for giving me this space to share my journey with you and share about the book. And this just, you know, again, goes back to community. We're here to uplift and support one another. And I feel so grateful to have met you and be in this space today. So, Funny thing is, I never considered myself to be an author. Um, I was in, you know, usually English classes in high school where I felt like I struggled at writing technicality wise. I love to write like I've always journaled. Um, But it's interesting that LinkedIn and writing posts and sharing my ponderings and things about my life and what I want to share about education has kind of inspired me to get into actual like writing to write a book. When I started the podcast, I thought that was a space I felt a little bit more comfortable in with talking and interviewing and sharing because I love to be able to have different conversations with people, Mm
0: -hmm. but that
1: then became the catalyst to write this book. I felt that sharing my story in a very intimate way, being very vulnerable through a process of a lot of inner work that I've done since 2022 Uh, was a service that I wanted to give to um, not only other teachers and students or people in education, but anyone who feels that they want to write their story or just write and share what they have gone through. I also Mm -hmm. would like to share my, you know, experience in the education system the light and the shadow, the positives and the negatives, the things that I want to shine a light on. And then also say, here's where we can do better. And this is where we can go into this next era that we're living in. And so it became a really intimate space. I went through a lot of emotions uh, this summer writing this book. And I, I sat with a lot of different memories that were both really beautiful and really difficult. And Honestly, at the end of the day, I feel like it's just something that's part of my journey now. It's not just to be like, I want to be an author and I want to sell books or I just want to do this to inspire other teachers or to look at education in this way. It really feels like this um this calling to be part of my journey, uh, to, you know, just do it, just to be able to sit down and, and write a book and share that with the world. I just feel like we become better people when we, Mm -hmm. when we are vulnerable and that's going to be, um, you know, I was vulnerable to start a podcast and share my voice. And now I'm like, I am now going to tell you all the things that have happened to me since my childhood. So, um, very vulnerable space. Yeah.
0: Bravo. And you know what? I commend you, uh, for being brave to just take that first step. I commend you for being transparent, you know, and sharing yourself with your reader is a very brave thing to do. And just circling back a little bit, I remember when we first met and you talking about wanting to write a book and talking about, um, you know, just getting started. And so I believe one of the most important tips that I gave you was just write and that's how you start you just write pen to paper uh fingertips to keypad however you choose but you just start writing you just start writing and I have to say that my soul is just so elated and happy for you because I have been able to be blessed enough to kind of go through this journey with you where you were, where you were talking about it. And then just the other day you send a text and I see the book cover and we've talked about, you know, just different things on uh, areas in the book and you are doing it. So you're just a great inspiration for those that have a concept idea in their mind and just manifesting it Mm. at some point you have to stop thinking about it talking about it and just doing it and that's what you're doing so kudos to you because that is so brave now um and saying all that I'm sure that you had some fears and you know just things to overcome in this journey so can you share
1: that with us a little bit And before I get into that part, I want to say thank you. Um, I have this part of my book where I say thank you to many people who've been on this journey with me because I wouldn't be able to actually sit down and start writing if it wasn't for people like you, Diane, the More Joy community, that's Cindy Cohen, that's how we connect it, put together, and all of the connections I've made to help support me and hold me accountable because they... People saw something in me and saw that this was a real passion and you can have a passion. You can have this knowing of like, this is something I I must do. I feel called to it, but then it's very easy to feel defeated. It's very easy to say, well, I'm busy. It's actually one of the busiest summers I've had. And I somehow did it because I had so many people in community helping me. And Mm -hmm. I want to say thank you because I know I wouldn't have been able to do this completely on my own. And it takes people like you believing in me, Cindy, who's helped connect me with so many people, Brian, who was the, the book coach who helped keep me on track throughout the summer. And now Matt, who is working on the book cover and putting the actual book together. And so many individuals who are lifting me up and saying, keep going keep doing it. Even on those days where you're like, this is just not going to get done. Just keep doing, like you said, keep writing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. I took your advice. I just sat down and I said, I don't know if this is going to sound eloquent, but I have an idea or a memory and I'm going to write it. So Mm -hmm. going back to fear was, I think, initially my fear before even wanting to write this book was, do I even have a story? Do Mm -hmm. I even have something important to say? Do do people want to listen to it on a podcast or read about it in a book? There's those voices in our head that says, you're not that important or Mm -hmm. no one really cares or you don't write that well. Or when you talk, you're not that eloquent or your voice is annoying, right? We get that negative chatter in right. our brain. And we all do it. It's part of human nature. I teach psychology. So I talk about this with my students that our default in our brain is to go to our limiting beliefs to right. say what we can't do. It's a fear-based default in our brain. And it's actually stems from like evolutionary psychology of like needing to be fearful of things when we were in survival mode so that right. we could get ourselves out of danger. But most of us live in a place where we don't need to be fearful all day long or all night long. There's times where their fear is important and it gets you out of a dangerous situation, but it's part of our brain. And so we have to actually do the inner work to pause and say, why am I having that thought? Why do I think that I can't write a book? Why do I think that I don't have a story to to share? Because I know I do. And we right. have to go back and think about where did that initial motivation come from my initial motivation to write this book really was for my own healing but it was to expose you know what actually is behind the the scenes what is the teacher that's in front of you what's going on behind the scenes what what motivated me a to even be a teacher but also to be um, this person who really wants to inspire, you know, to push education in a new direction. And there's a lot of people that do. I'm not the only one at all. So I know that maybe even by telling the story, it might unlock things in other people to want to to really advocate for our kids and how we can make yes. this a joyful system and not a system of just, let's just keep doing things the way we've been doing it because that's just what we do. And that fear is always there. The fear mm-hmm. is always there. I, you know, it's not out yet. And I know <laughs> probably at that time when I'm ready to hit, you know, publish and it's it's out there for the world, there's the fear of, well, what if people don't like it? Or they're going to pick apart my writing style. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, why did she write about that? Or mm-hmm. um, is this even important here? I already have the chatter. It's already happening. And yeah. I'm a little vulnerable, even in my current school space, because I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to share it unless someone asks me like, Hey, I saw on social media that you posted a book's coming out. Tell me more about that. Um, because there's a lot of ego in yeah. schools and mm-hmm. a lot of ego in that community. And as much as I want it out there and I want people to read it, I, I, I also have that fear of, I don't want to over market or like over talk about it or anything. I don't know. So it's, I'm still in that space. It's a I very got it murky space.
0: Yeah, there. it is. And you know, they say that there is a, a level of fear that is good because it keeps you on track. You know, it just, it kind of, it kind of shakes you. You don't want to allow it to overtake you or operate from it. But it it, it kind of, you know, if we didn't have fear, then just think about it. We'd kind of be reckless. We'd just be out there just doing all sorts of things. So sometimes it's used as a buffer or sometimes it's used as a safeguard. Sometimes it's used as a a guide to, you know, keep you on track. Um, Being a published author myself, I can say this, what helped me in just releasing because especially my first book, Clearly Ready, it was very uh, like just transparent. You know, I just, I put it out there and it's so funny because some of the things I was writing, I was thinking, I don't want to share this, but it's like, you have to, because it's a part of the story and it's, and it's authentic. You have to be authentic with your story or not. If you're going to be authentic, then you have to share all of it. The sunshine, the shadows, the joy, the pain, you know, just all of it. And it's just about finding an elegant way that gives you peace to share that story. But what I want to say is this, once you make peace that your story will hit where it is supposed to hit, then it will help you as far as that fear about acceptance. Because what you have to realize is nothing is 100% accepted. It can be 100% good or whatever, but it's not going to be 100% accepted. So it's funny because you'll have one group say, wow, your book was so good it was so clear and concise and easy to read and then you can maybe have someone else say well you know what I just wish it would have had more or just went on you know just went so what I say is thank you to both of them thank you for reading and I am at peace to know that the ones that it fit the book was for you the ones that needed more than this is not the book for you and once you can make peace with, okay, it's not going to be for everybody. Then it helps you to just push through. And once you can get to a place where you can say, well, thanks for reading. Thank you for reading. Bam. Whether it's praise or whether it's like, oh, you know, eh, eh. Thank you for reading. And you move on. You don't get stuck in that because you have to know that it's has a bigger purpose. And the other thing is that you're a rock star. You wrote a book, you know? Sometimes people have uh, things, more things to say and they've never even wrote an essay paper. So it's like, really? Are you really gonna let yourself be pulled down? No, ma'am. You say, thank you for reading. You keep going because you know, that there is a purpose, there is an audience, and there is a voice that you're sharing. And somebody is waiting to read your book. And that's where you put the focus when you take it off of you. Like it's not just about you, it's bigger than you. Then it helps you. It doesn't alleviate the fear completely, but it definitely helps
1: equip you to move through you know I love that great advice and it just got me thinking about this um if you don't mind I'll go a little spiritual for a moment um absolutely that this does feel bigger than me and bigger than just sharing a story but it I feel guided that's why I call it also the guided teacher but I feel very much guided by God and this energy of like that's what kept me going. And all these people came into my orbit this summer for a reason. Like there's a ton of divine energy. I feel like around this, that this is why I'm like, I just have to do it. And so it will hit where it needs to hit and it won't where it it won't. And that's where I am like, right now it isn't about me at all. It's it's about this service of something I created through the divine energy through God and that where it hits where someone might even read a part of that story that might have nothing to do with even like the teaching aspect of it but they went through maybe a similar experience and they heard it or they read it on paper and said oh my gosh someone else went through this or someone else saw this um in, in the schools that you know I was in as well and that connection there is where that service needs to be. and those who critique it and maybe don't like again, writing style or maybe it wasn't too deep in a certain area or maybe it was you know, too simple in another area um, I can already like envision like many like English teachers being like, this is not even that eloquent or poetic and it's not meant to be. It's actually very simplistic writing because I write kind of how I talk because it's just me like if you were to sit down with me and say, hey, let me share something with you. Um, that again being grateful that people would take the time to even read it so even to give a critique is love right yes. is talking about love drops giving critique yes. is love because someone took time to say I'm curious mm-hmm. I want to read this even if I just read the beginning and said nope not for me right. but I was curious and then I wanted to take the extra step to give you feedback, Mm -hmm. whether that lands, however it lands, that's still very much love. And we talked about this on my podcast about when we are having teachable moments. Mm -hmm. And I think I'll have many teachable moments when people read this story and they share with me critiques or what they liked. And that helps me grow as a person. Yes, And it will help me grow as a writer.
0: And it doesn't mean
1: everything you Take from someone you have to use, but you might use some of it. I might use some of it, right? Because I feel like this is now part of my path. I probably will write a, a second book or whatnot. You've you know, written multiple books, and I see when people get into that author space, that's usually what happens. Um, yes. Because it, it pulls at your heartstrings and it pulls at how it also is a vehicle to create community. You yes. know, you with a story out there, just like your podcast and my podcast. And now it's creating community because now you're sharing with people and you're connecting with them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just, thank you for this. It gives me a lot of peace in my heart that it's just meant to be, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be, it's going it's to be. live in the world and that's yes. going to be.
0: It's going to be. And it it's so amazing. I had the opportunity prior to writing my first book to meet three of my shiros that are writers. I had the opportunity to meet Alice Walker. Up close and personal, I had the opportunity to meet um, Terry McMillan, and I had the amazing opportunity to meet with Maya Angelou. And so, I mean, talk about confirmations and divine uh, just little winks and taps, right? And so that, thank you for reading. I picked that up from Terry McMillan because when I told her, oh my God, I've written all your books. I've read all of your books. And She said, thank you for reading. And as we parted, the last thing she said to me was take care and thank you for reading. And so that is something that I say, even on my blogs at the end, it's like, thank you for reading it because I appreciate that you took the time, as you mentioned previously, to read what I've written. You've shown an interest and like you said, whether you read one line or the whole thing and maybe read it again and share it with someone. Either way, you took the time to read something that I wrote. And the other thing is, yeah, sometimes, you know, when you hear feedback, people can bring a perspective and you're like, oh, I never thought about it like that. And you may incorporate it in your own way. Maybe not exactly like They suggest it, but you can take it and make it yours and just incorporate it that way. And sometimes, to be honest with you, Jackie, you just have to think in your heart, bless your heart. "Mm -hmm, Thank you. You have to just smile, just like, thank you. Because (laughs) what you never want to do is argue over your work because that's yours. And I Mm -hmm. feel like if you're arguing and- arguing over it then you're taking something away from it and to defend it yes right unapologetically from your soul from your truth and then you let it go in love yeah yeah you let it go in love that's right it's a love drop and if someone doesn't receive it like that guess what that is not your puzzle
1: that is their work you say thank you for reading. Thank I love you. that. So simple and so powerful. And I like this idea that you end it with your blog post too. It might be something I start to do on the LinkedIn post because like even it's like you took the time to read something for me that I was giving out as, you know, to community as a service. I often like highlight people or a life pondering that I thought maybe someone else would connect with. So that, that to me is like my love drop and then people reading it and commenting our other love drops. Now I see love drops everywhere. So it's really beautiful. Um, I also read a book early this summer called Holy Moments that a neighbor gave to me. And it reminds me of love drops in that way. Like these holy moments are when we do something for someone else just because we just want to do it. We're not getting anything out of it. We just want to listen to someone. We want to help someone. We want to read and we want to give our feedback. Mm -hmm. and they're all beautiful and so there doesn't have to be the argument or negativity in any way something is received obviously if someone says something really nasty to you about it you defend yourself in a graceful way and say again thank you for reading I appreciate that you know this is how I see my story and what I have this is the value I think it has but I appreciate your your comment um, I think <laughs> handling things with grace yes. is, is hard to do, but a very oh, yeah. important thing to train yes. yourself to do. Cause the more you give grace, especially to a combative person or someone being super negative, that's also giving them a love drop. You're saying, you know what? Absolutely. I'm just gonna be giving you like that grace and love. And yes. honestly, it does it does sometimes turn people around and they're like, oh man. Maybe I shouldn't have said it that way, you know.
0: Hmm. Um. So you know that segues into what advice, Jackie, would you give our listeners considering writing a book with a tough topic? Like it's a, it's a, it's not a. It may not be a all the way feel good book. It may hit on something that's tough, you know. I know that I wrote in my book about an assault that happened to me and the way that it was downloaded to me, because that's what I call it when I'm writing. It's just kind of like I get these downloads that where it's just like a, a divine guidance to just help me put the words on the page. And so the way that it came was it was it was very in sync. So a lot of people reading it, they're like, you're attacked. And so like, because they just read it because it's it's embedded into a story that is entitled angels watching, right? Mm. And so it's a tough topic. Some people pick up on it. I think people that maybe were assaulted or whatever or could relate. So some people pick, you know, pick up on it and say, "Wow, I didn't know that you were and but it it doesn't go into like all the gruesome details and and things like that. So my question for you is how would you advise to to write about, you know, just challenging or tough topics?
1: Yeah, that's great. I call it downloads as well uh, when I'm getting that divine guidance on an idea or how to do it. Um, And I went through a period of, there's so much I can say in detail. And there were certain moments where I went there because I felt like the details needed to really be visual and visceral. And then there were areas where it didn't really need to be. So I was just really praying and having a connection with God in those moments of where do I need to go in this particular part of the story what feels right like following my intuition my gut and like feeling it Um, I used a lot of music that matched either a feeling or a memory and Mm -hmm. I would sit with that song over and over again if I needed to and if I was like I need to cry my eyes out right now before I actually write. That's what I'm going to do. And I did that in some moments. And then some of that clearing helped me with the writing. Cause maybe mm-hmm. again, it was a piece that I wanted to write it, but not go full, like emotional, like vomit on a page kind of thing. But then there <laughs> were moments where I needed to. So it was, it was, I also really thought about, um, what I needed to say in that moment and what I mm. didn't need to say in that moment. Right. It's, it's a lot of discernment because um, yes. I did go into it at first thinking, I'm just going to write about literally everything. And I'm like, I'm not going to write about everything. And the focus is also the journey of me as a person, but through the eyes of a child in the education system, then becoming a teacher and through the trials and tribulations and the really high moments too in all of those stages Mm -hmm. to then be at the end which is all of that got Mm -hmm. to this place of where I'm at now on this spiritual journey and my vision for what I could see that we could do even in baby steps in schools and not to say like I want to infuse spirituality in schools like we have secularism i grew up in a public school system, but how this idea of wholeness, being a whole human should be part of the schooling experience. And we're not just meant to learn things, but learn about who we are and what is our service to the world. So it does not need to just be religion or spirituality, but that's being a thriving, flourishing human Mm -hmm. and compassionate human in the world. So the story has to lead to that point. So I also was writing from a place of this is for me and to be authentic and truthful, but where is this like story going? Right. Exactly. Also makes sense and flow. So the areas where it is very granular needs to be the areas where there's some trauma there or some darkness there, but like, I don't need to go super mm-hmm. in depth. Like you were just explaining about your story of being assaulted. Um, That experience I have not had, but I have experiences in the story that might hit other people that have gone through mm-hmm. things that were really difficult on their mental health or mm-hmm. body image, things like that. And I don't need to go super granular, but right. the essence of that part of the story is there. So just one example Where I go super granular is actually something I talked about on your podcast, where I wrote a series of diary entries about an interaction with a student early on in my teaching that awakened me to what I needed to learn and how I carried that with me through my whole life as a person and a teacher. So it's not just a professional lens, but a very personal lens, but it's a very specific narrative That I write in a series of like four or five diary entries as if it were day by day back in like 2007 that's granular and then there's a personal story in college of mental health things that I went through where it's there and it's present but I don't go super 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 deep so it's 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 interesting like you just you got to follow your intuition and if you do tap into you know if you do believe in god and you tap into meditation and prayer and connecting to that spiritual essence it helps like it helps a lot oh, yes to it have does. discernment yeah yes
0: I discernment <laughs> yeah no you know what discernment i i picked up on that you know as you were speaking that was uh the one thing that really hit me and resonated strongly with me is discernment and that discernment will help you to know when to go, when to slow and when to stop. Because there were times that I was writing about situations or experiences in my book and I had to stop and you know just kind of breathe because my goal in anything that I write is to one, write from a place of love and two, to leave inspiration to encourage, to motivate, and that's the goal. So when you know from where you're writing, when you know for what you're writing for, then it helps you. It kind of does the framework without the limitations, but it's just, it's a very vast framework. So it's like, am I writing angry? Mm. You know, or am I, am I writing fear? Am I, you know, is this inspiring? You know, when, as you're writing, you can even see and, and read it. For me, it's the goosebumps. When I write anything, even a blog, the goosebumps come. So when I read it, it's like, man. And I know that that's bigger than me. The goosebumps are my confirmation. That this is bigger than me. I've read things that I've written and I say, I wrote that. Or I hear somebody mm. read and I say, who wrote and they're like you what so that so true. is is like the confirmation that it's bigger but again it's that discernment is that discernment and that i mean you hit home with that and so what it that's bringing us to here is two things um one is what inspiration would you like to share with our listeners? I always provide a space for that. You know, we always just put that space into the podcast. So what inspirational words would you like to leave with our listeners?
1: Thank you for that. And I'm so appreciative of you making this space um and especially really connecting on the process of, you know, going through the process of writing a book together. And I'm learning so much from you. So I feel like you're a mentor to me right now. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. I would say I would want to leave with everyone that you all have a light in you, even when there's a time it's dimmed. And that was part of me sharing my story too, is that there was a part in the pandemic, where it was really dim. And I thought I might have lost it. And when you read the beginning of my story, it's big light. And it scared me. But we have it. Everyone does. And I think the best way to have your light shine again and bring it out is by doing exactly what we're doing today. It's talking to people. It's It's sitting down and opening your heart space and saying, I'm going to listen to your story today. I want to listen to what you need to share and make that space. And that gives you so much more than even you think you're giving to someone else because it's allowing your light to shine when you Mm. do that. And then you realize that you just gave someone a love drop.
0: And that ah. person's
1: giving it right back to you. And the more you do it, the more you just take the time to sit and just make the space to listen to someone and have this really organic interchange. Like that light comes out and it just gets brighter. So I'll have to say, before we got on these podcast recordings this morning, I was like feeling kind of drained. I was feeling like just got back mm-hmm. to school. It's been really hard. And The light I feel now is so bright. It's so vibrant. And it's through this.
0: Wow. That's beautiful. That is so uh, goosebumps, goosebumps, goosebumps. (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) it's just like, let your light shine. And I so resonate with that. Don't dim your light, just don't dim your light. Sometimes you go into spaces and it may be, you know, draining. So you need to do one or two things. You need to get next to another light. You need to find the light in that space and and, and just kind of go be with that light. And sometimes you just need to get out of the space. You need to excuse yourself from the space. And you know, when your light, is is draining because like you said you just kind of feel like oh weighted, and and not light and that's so funny because that light goes two ways it's light shine and then light weight so oh. it's like check your lights check your lights right so mm-hmm. yeah definitely let your light shine and be light for the flight
1: Yes I love that yeah. oh my gosh that's a great saying great please that keep it be going I'm like on a banner yes
0: yeah keep it going just like you were saying about the the blog post like oh maybe or your your LinkedIn post saying, thank you for reading everything that comes out it's a love drop so when people mm-hmm. ask me like hey can I use that I'm like thinking absolutely yes. Because that's what love does. It flows and it carries on. There is no copyright, you know, on it. Yes, please do, you know, please do use it and keep it going. Keep it going, right? So with that said, how can our listeners support your journey? For instance, pre-order your book. And if you don't have that set up just yet, once you do, let me know, because I'll circle right back and put that link in this narrative. We can always go back and do that. And, um, you know, how can they support you? You have the podcast. So how can they support you as far as like go out and follow your podcast, maybe be a guest, maybe there are some teachers or educators listening and would love to come and be a part of your, you know, podcast. So, How can they support you, give ways to connect with you, maybe just high five you and say, you go girl, you wrote that book.
1: I'm inspired, you know? Oh, thank you so much. And yes, we're all in this in community. It's not just about what you're producing, Diane, or what I'm producing, but that we're learning and growing together in community. So I will support you. You can support me. We all do this in ebb and flow. I'm on LinkedIn, great space for me to share about the podcast and then the book and then just ponderings that I have. So you could find me at Jackie Scully on LinkedIn. There's a lot of Jackie Scullys out there. <laughs> so on LinkedIn, it's M-E-D is my my master's uh, degree. But I am going to launch the book, hopefully October. So I don't have a pre-order website um or link yet but i will send that to you so thank you so i'm hoping by maybe end of september that will be something i can share with you and yes if you're interested in reading my story it's called the guided teacher unveiling truth to light the path ahead and it's you know again my story as a kid through the school system as a teacher and where i'm at now in my life and my ideas for what I would like to infuse in education. I also have the Teacher Story Podcast. You can find that in any podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, like any podcast platform. I have a YouTube called the Teacher Story Podcast. So you can support, listen, watch, like, subscribe, all those fun things. If you want to be a guest, you can just DM me on LinkedIn. Um, you could also email me at Jackie uh, period, c.scully at gmail.com and I am always happy to sit down and share space with you if you have a story to share and really it's a podcast it could be a traditional teacher or someone in a mentorship teaching like role so it could be outside of the school system because I can see so many different ways that we're teachers in our life and it's to share your journey and Mm. your inspiration and your voice and ideas because every single person can be a change maker I absolutely 100% believe that we all are change makers and it's the ordinary everyday people in community is that's when we really see change happen yes. um and it's it's just something that is my passion it's just my passion mm-hmm. project and so if you want to check that out the teacher story come on as a guest let me know but yeah, it's just more love drops coming. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're
0: dropping love all over the place. And it's so funny, Jackie, because as you were talking, I was thinking about my two daughters. So my birth daughter, she's actually doing some some teaching. You know, she's working in education right now. And so she's doing some some teaching. So maybe I can link you two together. Yes. And then my daughter in love. That is my son's wife and my grandchildren's mom. And notice I said daughter in love because it's, it's more about the love than the law. So I
1: love that.
0: Um, she homeschools three, three, and they are ages eight, 10 and 11. And they've never went to a public school and, It's been just like an amazing I would love to hear her story. Yeah, I I thought about that. I said, especially in these times, because some were Mm -hmm. forced to homeschool, you know, during the pandemic. And it was a choice for her. And it it actually helped with the grandchildren because they were able, it didn't affect them like other students because they were always in a home you know environment so i will definitely uh make that uh, connection want to shout out to my two teachers naisha and jennifer <laughs> yes and so um
1: just any closing words before we go i just want to say thank you so much you are such a light um i love the work you're doing you just do it from the the place of real love in your heart. You give so much of yourself to others. And so I feel complete gratitude to be in this space with you today. So thank you. And everyone out there, just keep listening to Love Drops and following Diane and her husband on Path to Transformation. It is a beautiful platform. And I don't know, I just, this is the light right here. I love it. I love seeing this light.
0: Mm, thank you so much. I want to thank you for your yes. Goosebumps again, goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> and just, um. you know, I am so excited to be on this journey with you, Jackie Scully, because I know that ours is a divine connection. Mm-hmm. And I know that we are going to soar together so you know what you go out there you shine you thrive you soar and just keep bringing the light just keep bringing the light and as we sign off always one love thank you
1: for tuning in to the love drops podcast be sure to follow this podcast and share the love with everyone you know until next time this is charles and diane signing off. On. one love love, love.